0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, September 12th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines: Future of ag trucking uncertain. SB1 may be shelved and will repeal rule announced. Legislature passes AB5. Newsom likely to sign. Republican Assembly member James Gallagher tried his best yesterday to convince the Assembly to waive more rules in order to amend the independent contractor bill. But the hearing was a simple concurrence vote on existing amendments and AB5 was passed along party lines. The governor has signaled he will sign the bill and is likely to do so quickly and quietly as he did with the recent vaccine bills. Assembly Ag Chair Susan Eggman recognized the challenge this poses for California's agricultural truckers. She added that the legislature will be dealing with this independent contractor issue for years to come. More bills aimed at refining the labor law will likely be introduced in the next session. Next, tech companies are expected to file a referendum as soon as Newsom signs the bill. This stays the AB5 statute from being enacted until a ballot vote can be held in the 2020 general election. Uber, Lyft and DoorDash, meanwhile, will continue to seek a third classification for their drivers. The Supreme Court decision that set the stage for AB5, however, has already set the ABC test into law. The California Trucking Association has an ongoing lawsuit against that opinion, which will likely take years to reach a conclusion. What will AB5 mean for truckers and agriculture? Well, I'll lose my house and truck and everything, John Wallace told AgriPulse, adding, I'd leave the state. Wallace, an independent owner operator, hauls tomatoes and nuts in summer and rice to port in winter. He said the work is intense when a ship is in port, but later slows to nothing. Before A B five, Wallace's only connection to the Capitol was driving by it on I five. Last week he was in the building making rounds to legislatures at a last ditch effort to turn the tide. Alongside Wallace was Joe Antonini, who runs a trucking business his family established nearly a century ago. Antonini said the ag trucking business, quote, would be decimated. He estimated that at least 40 percent of California's ag commodities are moved by independent contractors. The amendment they sought would have carved out an exemption for independent contractors with large trucks. Republican Senator Scott Wilk of Santa Clarita offered the amendment on the floor Tuesday, it remained on the table. Adkins hints at shelving SB1 as a two-year bill. Senator Tony Adkins said on Tuesday it's possible for her Trump resistance measure to be a two-year bill and return in January, according to the SAC-B. Amendments added late Tuesday softened the language on two of the water provisions, but the most controversial section remains intact. SB 1 would place the Central Valley Project within the jurisdiction of the California Endangered Species Act. The bill ensures it does not affect the voluntary agreements currently being negotiated. Yet this provision would likely lead to the water contractors and other parties to walk away from the negotiations, resulting in years of court battles instead. The California Farm Bureau and other ag groups remain opposed. Negotiations are continuing with stakeholders and the administration over SB1. The deadline for amendments ran out on Tuesday. Yet the legislature could waive the rules and add more amendments, which would push the final vote into the weekend. 2015 WOTUS Rule being repealed. The Obama-era Waters of the U.S. rule, which the farm community has been complaining about for years, is getting plowed under. EPA and the Army Corps of Engineers say they're repealing it. EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler told reporters the repeal is the first step toward getting a new WOTUS rule in place, which he said would happen by the end of the year or in early 2020. Farm and environmental groups have predictably different reactions to the latest action. Farm groups like it, and environmental groups don't. The new WOTUS rule, based on a proposal published earlier this year, will narrow the scope of federal protections for wetlands and streams. Now keep in mind, in no way will the repeal rule or the new WOTUS rule spell an end to litigation. We're a long way from having certainty, according to Don Paris of the American Farm Bureau Senior Regulatory Relations Director. You can see our story at www.agripulse.com. USMCA MCA labor enforcement remains sticking point. U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer assured Democratic and Republican lawmakers yesterday that progress is being made in talks with House Democrats on the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. At House Ways and Means Committee Chairman Richard Neal says differences over the enforcement of Mexican labor provisions remain troublesome. The one that will still appear stubborn is labor enforcement, said Neal who met with Lighthizer for 20 minutes yesterday morning. He said he will meet today with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who will ultimately decide if and when the House will vote to ratify USMCA. Mexico has promised to overhaul its labor standards, but House Democrats are worried the country won't follow through, especially if it slashes government funding. But Texas Representative Mike Conaway, the top Republican on the House Ag Committee, tells AgriPulse that Lighthizer stressed to GOP lawmakers Wednesday that Mexico is offering assurances it will have the budget to enact labor reforms. Keep in mind, the complication of ratifying USMCA grows as time passes, but there appears to be renewed optimism for a House vote this year. I'm hearing that in a month or two we're going to have a vote, said House Ag Committee Chair Colin Peterson, who stressed he's been talking to members of the Democratic Trade Working Group that's tasked with working on USMCA with USTR. It's going to get done, he said. Are farm payments racist? The Environmental Working Group, a long-time and influential critic of federal farm policy, is introducing a new line of attack on USDA spending. Payments to farmers are sometimes racist. In a press release yesterday, the group charged that the Trump administration's market facilitation program payments, quote, have overwhelmingly gone to white farmers, continuing USDA's racist legacy. The statement links to an earlier EWG blog post that cites the congressional testimony of the founder and president of the National Black Farmers Association, Virginia producer John Boyd, who said, Any time the government gets involved, when they say it's going to be a speedy payment to farmers, it's always last for African-American farmers. It's always last for Latino farmers, for small-scale farmers, and for women farmers. Keep in mind... The MFP payments are supposed to compensate farmers who have been most hurt by President Trump's trade war. What matters. Well, this line of attack appears to be aimed at undermining support for farm programs among progressive and urban Democrats. Well, here's today's She Said It. Sometimes you lose your own job killer. Dang it. That's Assemblymember Lorena Gonzalez joking about the California Chamber of Commerce removing SB 54 from its job killer list. Gonzalez has an identical bill on plastic recycling that was also removed from the list this month following amendments. The chamber remains opposed to both bills. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, September 12th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Chap Daly.